1: Uh,
2: And it's a metal dog eat metal dog Eat world out there
1: (laughs) I'm EP I'm gonna fucking kill you
2: Hello, welcome back to the internet's EP's number one EPS history podcast, The Lore Boys. <laughs> I'm your host, Ethan Palmer, particularly EP today.
0: Yeah, with I'm me, James. As always, is uh, James. I'm James, do remove the SL because I am EP over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm literally uh, EP. I'm Ethan Palmer.
1: What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, of course. Shit, you, you're the <laughs> EP's of them all. <gasps> I could, you can probably get EP as an anagram for my name. I'm EPP. Um, I'm only regular EP though, I have neither a baby nor a World of Warcraft account, so I just you know woke up at nine and did errands on a Sunday. I'm not not actually very EP, I'm I'm excited and ready for some lore to be honest. I'm always, yeah, Jamie's in vacay mode. You can, he cannot be stopped.
2: Yeah, just started, baby. He's got got some serious gaming to get to. We're eating into his vacation time with all this work. (laughs)
0: <laughs> honestly yeah i wish you'd all just shut up by now so i can move on <laughs>
2: yeah. um welcome back everyone this one we're finally finally finishing the dominaria united story uh sorry for the delay i i wanted to look up when was when we released the part two which i think was two, two months ago maybe a month and a half ago at least i don't
1: um, know has, yeah. does, your speak yet at all? Does, does your daughter speak yet at all what's that does your daughter speak yet at all can she answer? For, yeah. Can she answer for your crimes against you? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say, has she apologized for the delay?
2: <laughs> she okay. She says a couple good words. the The best thing she says cracks me up every time is she says "bye bye," but she says <laughs> it with like such sass. She goes "bye bye." <laughs> Anytime she sees someone leave.
1: Your, I, your wife does say that every once in a while, though. I've heard her do like as part of a bit where she's telling a story. She does punctuated yeah. with a bye so okay yeah. so she's listening clearly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like uh, she's very good at
0: knowing dogs and cats too yeah point even on a screen yeah
2: yeah banana you know she said cat before she said data so you know make of that would... <laughs> little man's um, round yeah she she speaks now and she spoke whenever uh the dominaria part two dominaria united part two came out <laughs> for okay. sure so she uh, has
1: apologized for the delay. Thank you. Yeah. Officially. <laughs>
2: um, so we're fi- I mean, it's more work than my daughter, half my daughter, but, uh, <laughs> you guys will hear me, uh, the patrons, uh, the patrons of the show will hear me come into the podcast. I think like 25 or come into the bonus audio, 25 minutes in tomorrow because, uh, I was putting my daughter to sleep because she decided to wake up. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, we're finishing the story today. Uh, so far, we have, you know, some plucky planeswalkers. They're little, little mage companions who can't planeswalk. Uh, facing off against the Phyrexian invasion of Dominaria, led by... Who remembers? Shildred? Huh? Oh, the... you got it. Oh, it's, it's one. one. Yeah, Shildred, the whispering one. Yeah, I was uh, going to
0: say Karn. Karn's no, he's the... A good guy.
2: Yeah, Karn's the protagonist we've been, we've been following. He's not okay. the leading the Phyrexian invasion on Dominaria. He's leading the fight against the Phyrexian invasion of Dominaria. So
0: yeah, I oh, can see where you yeah. go. I remember the beginning. Carton's looking through like in a big tunnel, and he like cu- he he tunnels through into like an ancient workshop, and yeah. he found a Frexian yeah, like, hideaway right. place. And then he brings a bomb behind his back because he sees like a huge construct being made, and he's like ready to blow it up. But then it blows up on him, and everything crumbles on him or something. He, he
2: fights. A, he fights a cyborg who collapses the roof on his head.
0: Right, oh, her, right with the eye yeah right and then that gets all buried uh undug out but he found something in there that's really valuable
2: yeah so he i I can't remember i think he can't remember if he found the silex there or i think he just found something to decipher the silex yeah he had been lying
1: about it the entire time because he's so paranoid about everything being a phyrexian and i believe was proven correctly when a bunch of politicians and birds like the bird right. hanging on the windowsill so, at Snow White's cabin were also so, fucking yeah, robot. Clusters, they're, right? at
0: a, <laughs> they're at a meeting and he's yeah. like, That bird's not real. And then like yeah. Alex Jones crawled out of the bird. And then A Johnny,
2: A Johnny, the Leon and Planeswalkers rescued him from under the rubble. There, they do go to like this like summit where they're like people are having like peace talks about like a petty squabble. Um in in the grand scheme of things, I I guess. Uh and then Karn Land is trying to
1: reform is not petty if you don't know about the robot invasion. Either. I don't <laughs> <Exactly. want to. laughs> and Karn, I remember is... some. Okay, I continue.
0: Sorry.
2: Karn is trying to, t- to warn everybody about the incoming Phyrexian invasion. And they're like, Karn, you're paranoid, buddy. Okay. But yeah, he There's won't Phyrexians tell... in the multiverse, but they're not here. The can't play <laughs> that, but they're all there.
0: And he won't tell anyone about the Silex. And then, yeah, yeah they're all there. He won't and... tell
2: anyone where the Silex is. So he, he hides the Silex in Joyr's workshop right on right. the manor which in media res is where we are right now in the story. But right. if we jump but back, he, he's he, he like running around
0: his. the building first, right? So and that is,
2: yeah. So that was the part two that we talked about. The bird escaped a Johnny chased it at the window. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of the people at the, cat. at the stomach turned into Phyrexians. And then there's um, four, four of them, five of them. There's uh Karn to Joda, the archmage, who's not a planeswalker. There's uh, Jaya, the planeswalker. And then there's a, another uh, another just mage who turns out to be a Frexian, the- but they're playing right. like they're playing Among Us in there the whole time, where they're yeah. trying to find the the Phyrexian. It's running around. They lock down the tower. Ta- Karn locks down the tower, even though un- unbeknownst to them at the time, like the full on Phyrexian invasion was happening outside, outside the window yeah, basically. Right. But they couldn't know because they'd locked down trying to find this one Phyrexian.
1: They'd close right. the shutters. I, I, yeah. like, I would have referenced the thing personally, as far as like paranoid. Right, It's like uh, oh like, thats r- like that's
2: like boomer among us, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, boomer is me, exactly. <laughs> so like Karn is like dipping it into blood, and he's yeah. like, "Well'll do you next?" and like touches the hot wire, and then yeah. uh, the blood turns into a bird, which then turns into a monster instead of just yeah. going like, and to Alex, Jones, yeah <laughs> Oh,
0: oh yeah. <laughs> what's the boomer? We'll do among you next, us? Joe?
2: The thing, what? John Carpenter. The, the thing.
0: thing. Oh, okay, was it
2: among, among Us? The premise is the same as the movie, The Thing, where it's a bunch of people they yeah. like, don't know who the monster is. The or whole like, time.
0: Lugaru Have or you whatever. ever drank the Thing potion at 3 a.m.
1: and turned into the Thing? <laughs> Have you seen the Among Us potions, guys? A friend of mine sent me that today for some reason. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm getting really <laughs> good at not thumbs upping or liking posts that people send me that I don't find funny. So Kyle will send me those like war, like uh, Warhammer forty k Primark ones where it's like Alex Jones or Joe Rogan head swapped in. I ain't watching that fucking shit. I've seen it a thousand times. He another guy sent me the Amogus potion one of the weird yeah. guy with the red. It's a whole
0: today. It's <laughs> a whole like um subset on YouTube. It's like if you want to creep yourself out, you can look up the X potion and you usually have to drink it drink it late at night and then something happens. So this, this guy's like unsolved if, murders in your town if you want to get creeped out. No, if, that's some mogus shit. If you drink the among us potion <laughs> at three AM, you become the imposter. Yeah. anyway <laughs> Okay. Let's well, uh, Okay, that. so
2: part two was the tower, the Among Us episode. Yes. Uh, I might have said part three earlier but this is we're definitely doing part four today I um see. part three we already did it was gathering allies around dominaria for a fight on the mana rig so uh okay. we had some people go get some elves we had some people go get some like human fighters wow. uh uh phyrexian dreadnought oh. burst out of a mountain yes second last
0: a... mission in witcher 3 when you go yeah. and collect all the people that you've helped so far yeah and get them back yeah um, uh,
2: for anyone who's listening a month from now and has just like gone back to back on these episodes, sorry for the long recap, but it's been a long time for <laughs> my co hosts so I really made yeah. time, so. um I don't
1: yeah. remember things I've written, so it's very helpful to like the callback like later on in the episode. We're like, oh, that's nice. But the magic stuff I find easier to remember for Rexian specifically, because as I've said multiple times, I think these guys are very cool. It's probably like, also because
2: think... I'm such a good storyteller, but whatever. <laughs> uh yeah so where we left our heroes they had split into groups to gather allies to bring to the mana rig this ancient structure where the defenders of dominaria plan to make their final stand so now this episode we'll talk about the final stand the story of the defense begins with teferi pinning a phyrexian to a table for inspection it seemed uh, i I don't know if you remember i think i ended the last episode uh, like it basically the last line is there's a spy among the new coalition or whatever. So they know yeah. that there's like a spy in there.
0: Whenever you say pin to the table, is it like holding him down by his yeah, throat? It's at like, or is it it's like, like daddy. or
1: is it like, yeah, both hands, nose is touching. Like, <laughs> yeah. like uh,
0: really close. I
1: believe one of my step bros is a Phyrexian. We need to find out which one. it is. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, what are you doing, Step, bro? He's like, blah, 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 Like, <laughs> ripping off like, a bunch of metal spikes. <laughs> I'm,
2: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna compliate.
0: <laughs> Glistening oil everywhere.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love the nerd costume that porn guys are often put in of, like, the buttoned-up top button around the neck and the, the glasses with the band-aid around the middle there.
2: Yeah, Um.
1: I don't watch that stuff. It's immoral.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, what would Jesus do? He had holes in his hands. He couldn't masturbate. Um,
1: Dude, he could masturbate better.
2: <laughs> well, it depends how big the holes are and how big the... Never mind. Um,
1: a nail's a pretty big hole, I
0: think. Uh, um, so, okay. So we got... Uh, who's... Uh, Johnny's pitting Teferi. down? A... So Teferi.
2: We have there. Teferi. Uh, sorry, I didn't prep pictures for all the planes for you, for you, Yahoo's again, but uh, he's uh, black, uh, blue aligned, or sorry, black is not skin color, blue aligned, mana, <laughs> mana color, uh, cro- like chronomancer. Color. Yeah, he, like, controls time. We talked about him a lot in the past. He, he was friends with Karn in, like, high school.
1: Right, yes, he's from the Wizarding School where he saved... The Talarian uh, Academy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, where he used time-stopping to stop it from like crumbling and crushing people,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, and, like, he okay. saved a lot of Dominaria with, like, these big-time bubbles that he had, like, right. set up all over the place. Uh, we have Jaya, who's, like, um, a fireman, like a pyromancer, essentially. She's uh, fire-using. Uh, Johnny. We, we rejoined with when Jaya went to go find the Benelish Knights. Uh, yeah. And then the Benelish the, or the compassion Knights captain was like, Oh no, we got to go get my dad Aaron compassion before I'll help you. So they went to go get uh, his dad found a Johnny there uh, at the camp. They fought a Phyrexian dreadnought uh, the golden Argosy, like the, the golden, a golden ship that can fly through the sky full of Keldon warriors showed up and like helped right. them in the fight as well. So these yeah. are all like allies that we've gathered at this, at this point. There's Joda. He's like the archmage. He's He's immortal. So, he's not a planeswalker. He can't leave Dominaria, but he's lived for thousands of years at this point. Um, and then there was the, a guy who's dead because he was a Phyrexian all along. Right. Uh, and Karn, right. of course. The Iron Golem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Teferi, Chronomancer, pins a Phyrexian to his table with a knife. Not much time to interrogate them, however, as a Klaxon blared. So, I'll, I'll start us off with a quote here from Langley Hyde's A Whisper in the Wind. The desert seethed. The Phyrexians beneath the mana rig were so numerous, they resembled an iridescent pool in the bright shiven light. Its surface heaved like a sea about to be breached by a whale, rippled, and then broke as an immense monstrosity arose from its depths. This was not another sortie. Teferi roared, status of the cannons? Not ready, one woman shouted. The first wave of Phyrexians scaled the mana rig's sides. Coalition fighters shoved back their ladders, chopped off grappling hooks, and jabbed spears into the twisted beast. A Phyrexian dreadnought lifted itself from the horde, whale-like in its immensity. Only no whale Karn had ever seen possess a centipede's legs or mandibles. Yeah. Stones plinked from its glistening black body and small fibers writhed out from its armor plates as if tasting the air. It lumbered toward the mana rig, its mandibles clacking. Nine hells, Teferi muttered. Aim for the dreadnought, for its thorax. Hold until you're ready to activate the cannons. Joya emerged from the lower deck. Two human technologists at her heels. She rushed to the cannons and knelt, ch- checking the final connections. Her assistants seated themselves behind the cannons, wielding them to face the dreadnought. The cannons accumulated power, their snouts wreathed in blue, burning blue energy. Joira waved, fire. The cannons released a crackling blast that slammed into the Phyrexian's thorax, charring the metal and rocking it back into its own army. Blue energy burned between its armor plates. Dryra waved again, and the cannons blasted the dreadnought a second time, re- ripping through its weakened armor. It collapsed onto its own troops, crushing them. Well, Joyra said, those are working. <laughs> So we haven't seen too much of jo- Joyra yet. Uh, she's Karn's like crush, essentially. Um, also from school wizard
1: hang- school, right?
2: Yeah, they went to school he was, together.
0: He was hanging out in her room reading the Silex or something. Yeah, was yeah, well, lying, oh, oh, yeah. lying in her
2: bed. I think <laughs> was the case that we had <laughs> yeah. just reading his Silex instructions uh, because she'd been missing for, for a while or for like a long time. But she's, yeah. she's back. She brought the weather light. You guys remember like the... The ship with like a living wooden hull, right? Uh, that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the Justice League of Dominaria uses as their like floating base. Um, there was a fight with dragons. They recruited like Diary Gaz was one of the um one of the allies that they had recruited last time. These dragons who like uh or like uh, he's like the elder one of the elder dragons, not one of the first dragons on Dominaria, but like the second generation of dragons, and he's the biggest, biggest, meanest one essentially.
1: Right. Yeah, I remember that um they like yeah. fought against the uh dreadnought right because it's also like gigantic or something they needed dragons to help with that
2: no they yeah they fought against there was like a like a bat winged phyrexian which appeared in the air attacking the weather light above them and darigash show, showed up to like tear it apart essentially right yeah <laughs> to to lay into it um one little, one like small detail here which I i i caught and i thought was interesting so last year i think or maybe t- no I, I think last year there was like the, the magic has been doing a lot of crossovers so they did like a warhammer 40k crossover they did a lord of the rings crossover uh, they've done uh, a bunch of crossovers and they did a a, a dungeon and dragons crossover not that long ago and it's kind of been established in the past that dungeon and dragons and magic the gathering are the same universe there's okay. a um, there's a uh guild master's guide to ravnica which is a dnd source book. Which is Ravnica? We've talked about it. it's the, it's a plane in in Magic: The Gathering where like the Guild Pact is, is from, where Liliana yeah. and Jace are from. Um, so it's like it's established canon. And Teferi says nine Hells, which is uh, in D anD D. There's the nine layers of of hell. True. Uh, True? So okay. it's like a common common expletive.
0: Trust in- <laughs> <Bless> you. Oh my goodness! He just
2: lost full control of his body. There.
0: Oh, I didn't have my mouse to. St- yeah, that's just part of it.
2: it just, uh, ama- amazing form on that sneeze.
1: I, I also, uh, there's a little Sleep fart. too short to go into it, too. I, I didn't.
0: A little fart in the middle there, too. See if it comes <laughs> oh. through on the audio. I, it, not on my
2: end. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was a nice nod that Teferi said nine hells. Nine and like, hells. I I don't know what the implications of there being, like, nine hells for, like, the entire multiverse then. Like, does Dominaria have its own nine hells? Do all the multiverses go to, like, the same nine hells, you know? I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like, we're all the same on the inside. We all go to the same nine hells. Yeah. And right. racism. We, what do we... What was the lore that we looked through that there was a bunch of
0: layers in this place that we went to? Like the Divine Comedy? Uh, no, not the Divine Comedy. It was one of Ethan's episodes. So it would have been magic... Or um, maybe Dungeons and Dragons, where there's like one plane and there's all oh, these crazy Phyrexia. trees on it, and it then there's. Phyrexia. No... Okay, was, okay. We were
2: talking about the Phyrexian plane, how they and they had built essentially when right, uh, right. we did a we did a buffer episode. I think in this arc, actually, I right. might have did a buffer episode where, uh, or maybe it was it was the last uh, a while ago. I don't I don't remember. Is but... there nine of them? No, there's five. One for each okay. color of mana.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I do remember doing that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like explaining the realm that each of the praetors or whatever they're called, like, rules yeah. over. Blue plane, red plane, green plane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One fish, two fish sort of thing.
2: One fish, two fish, blue fish, blue fish. Uh, I blew a fish.
0: Something uh, going to new, jail. something used, <laughs> something blue. What if, you're,
2: what if like, when you were getting married, you're you're something new, something used, something borrowed and something blue was just all fish? what if somebody just got you like a new fish a used fish a borrowed fish and a blue fish
1: what's a used fish
2: a one that's been fucked
0: Uh, (laughs) i see (laughs) it's those ones that got the big lips there
2: (laughs) one that's been complicated on excuse me
0: yeah of course wait what's the red fish blue fish one fish fish, two fish red
1: fish blue fish
0: is that does that meet all the requirements can we just give that one book for weddings? I, I think if you don't
1: own it, if you've borrowed it, if it's from the library.
2: New, right? and used, right? That's the problem. You need a new and a uh, used. This is a riddle. Okay. What is something that is new and used? A Phyrexian could towel. cover uh, all those
1: bases, right? Where new it's, and uh, something used. Borrowed, Newspaper. It's borrowing, Newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. it's, it's <laughs> borrowing your body. Not blue. <laughs> blue aligned. Uh, the new bits are the metal bits, right? <laughs> Like, if you just invited for X into your wedding, you don't have to buy four gifts.
2: Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, that is new and used, actually, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just get, like, some blue metal in there. Get some, like, cobalt going.
0: If you get a colored newspaper, I think uh, we hit all the boiler like a magazine? Them.
1: Yeah. One of them colored newspapers. One of them colored newspapers I got in the big city. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, th-
2: I think newspapers have been in color for... Fifty years at this point. Both but. The,
1: the Montreal Gazette and the National Post are both in color, which I only know because there is a untouched rack of them at the corner store I buy booze at. My, like. yeah,
2: <laughs> but both my like, I there's a free local newspaper that goes around where I live, and then there's like a, a subscription one, and they've both been in color for twenty five yeah. years, I think. So yep I'm gonna guess the big city ones are also i
0: i'm pretty sure i've been i've had a couple articles where i've done something in there i think they they covered my unicycling once upon a time i think they covered my my school band or our band ethan our band yeah yeah very yeah. <laughs> cool uh
2: the good old days oh yeah um so the the attack on the Manor rig is on it seems uh full-on phyrexian invasion oh but we've got some assets on our side, right? We've got cannons, clearly. Those
1: work real great. Like, they Gun. work just like on a normal thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this doesn't even seem like a fantasy to me. Yeah, I did not
1: think that. they no were No one has tried work. shooting them before. They've just been, like, trying to root them out politically. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. wait. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I didn't think it was going to do it. Like, it, that buildup with, like, the big blue surge. Like, I thought for sure it would, like, fall down and then put itself back together.
1: But I, mm. I'm glad it does work. Yeah, they're like tyrannids, right? They're not like a mo- mobile flesh mass, but they're, they're like, like they're glistening glist- they're oil flesh and
2: metal. Yeah. yeah, they're they're like me- they're flesh that's primarily flesh that's been turned into metal by the glistening. Right away, like a um, diamond. Yeah, they're they're both. It's not the last of the Phyrexian dreadnoughts, more broadly that we'll see for sure. Um, but yeah, we've got some assets. We've got a bunch of planeswalkers on our side. We've got dragons. We've got the weatherlight. Got all sorts of stuff, right? Or do sure. we? So a shadow passes overhead while we're, we're uh, waging our defense. Um, and we see uh, the weather light up above. I'm going to send you guys a picture of it. And it's, uh, it's not looking so hot. Honestly. It's unwell.
1: It looks like um, it's made of like bug parts.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's been complicated, Dang. the weather light. Oh, um,
0: now it's the weather heavy.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um this was like a moment in the story i, I think the story's quite good uh, of all the magic stories i think langley hyde's uh story of Dominaria united has been quite good this was like such a deflated moment where in the last episode like the weatherlight got attacked and the dragon showed up to save it and it was like this big moment right at the end of the story uh and then this one starts and it's like the we- like all you get is like the weather light had been complicated it's <laughs> like the only it, like line.
1: happens between movies basically yeah exactly fuck? Yeah. okay it's yeah. just like oh, CGI could
2: have been fine but <laughs> could have you know you could have foreshadowed it better I think when it first happened I read it I was like wait did I miss something and I like went back to the last one I was like rereading I was like when did this happen I guess this just like I guess it just happened like
0: well yeah. you literally foreshadowed it though you're like a shadow passed above the, the battlefield. Yeah, I said
2: shadow oh. four times so far this episode before talking about this. Well, that's that calculated.
1: Whoa. I thought it was going to be a flying dreadnought or like maybe uh fucking Jyn has showed up and it's like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. now we need more dragons. But no, it's just like straight up off screen like the whole no one was paying yeah. attention for two seconds it's like, ah, oh, fuck.
2: I mean, yeah, like I like to think like that attack of like the bat winged monstrosity where the dragon saved it probably got like a wound and like complicated from there, right? Like it just takes right, a yeah. it just takes a little bit um, for most people uh, and most things. Um, but like they could have they could have set that up. Whatever they they did the yeah. description of the dragon saving it. It could have been like they could have like planted the seed, um, or like
1: Frexton could have boarded it too. Like there could have been a yeah, fight, like a swashbuckling fight with spider monsters on the, absolutely like, throughout the decks. I, right, I, I'm, I know I'm we're just it, like speculating about like a fake yeah, sure. bird, which is it. not fair. But. A fake
0: bird goes right through the propeller. Like fake feathers everywhere, little We're glistening oil. Trying to land it in the Hudson
1: River.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I think I see. I see a river to put it down in there. It's just a river of glistening oil. Like the co-pilot is just clearly a phyrexian. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: uh, so I have uh, another another quote for you guys. Looking here.
0: out the corner of his Terminator eyes, like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just like like hands just like fused to like the the airplane steering wheel <laughs> you know, yeah. like,
0: well,
2: i think you can put it down over there <laughs> yeah. um i have another quote for you guys i told uh i told jamie and peter before the episode this one's very quote heavy because this the this is all from that the one langley Hyde uh story a whisper in the wind uh which is very action heavy because it's the but uh the quote conti- or the story continues
1: i like how this is action heavy but they left out the part where their main ship was conquered and complicated. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> again
2: i feel like they they just needed like one or two lines in the last paragraph <laughs> when that that fight happened and it yeah, you kind know, of come but um the ship swooped low dropping twisted horrors from its deck small some as small as cats others lumbering and bear-like in their bulk interspersed with the complicated humans Shieldred must be hoping to overwhelm them, Karn thought, before Joyra finished installing the self-destruct mechanism on the mana rig. If these Phyrexians attacked the in the Vayashino Va- Va- from the back, cannons would be left undefended. Karn moved to meet them. A humanoid Phyrexian leaped from the Weatherlight's deck onto the mana rig, silhouette strange yet familiar. He walked toward Karn, his double arms upraised. His pale hair, laden with metal spikes, was slicked back, and his eyes dripped black oil down his cheeks. He stretched his mouth into a grin directed at Karn. It's been quite some time, old friend. It couldn't be, yet it was. Airtie. Karn had thought him dead. Whatever techniques the Phyrexians had used to revivify him after all these centuries had left what made him him intact. How he set his shoulders, how he narrowed his eyes at Karn, how he flecked his hands, these mannerisms remained the same. High above, dark specks in the blue resolved themselves into dragons, diving for the complicated weatherlight. The airship pivoted and gained altitude to engage the dragons, narrowly avoiding a gout of flame. Gaz threw himself at the Weatherlight's hull, clinging to the airship so that it wallowed in the sky. He used his back claws to rake the Weatherlight's draping intestinal cables like a cat gutting a rabbit. Yeah. Carn faced Uh I thought that was a great passage, talking about <laughs> like just picturing the dragon going at it like a cat would yeah, with, yeah. Its, with its back talons.
0: Yeah, uh, so, its underbelly, like making all the wires seem like intestines is kind of... Pretty grotesque yeah. too, yeah.
2: Right. Um so Airtai. We did talk about him. He was the guy who who made Aaron Capuchin, leader of the Capuchin Knights, into a Frexian, faced off against Jaya and a Johnny. Uh, before the dreadnought burst out of the out of the ground his forearms I posted a picture for, for you Pete Pete's narrowing his eyes you'll remember as soon as you see him
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I'm putting it together I do remember this guy yeah yeah okay so,
0: is this why we were talking about Airbud? is this guy just high until he got good at playing basketball I don't or? think
2: so but that's a great bit don't get me wrong I don't think <laughs> what we're yeah. about. <laughs> okay. we
0: were talking
1: about Airbud recently I, I forget why but it was gonna be on an art But it anyway. was the uh, Ogrins. it's like there's ain't no yeah. rules in the book like a giant idiot can't play basketball right okay because no. I had to draw that that—that that, that one's up here. Yeah. <laughs> Put that one away.
2: Um. So yeah, small refresher about airtime, because it's important. Uh, he had been a prominent figure during the first Phyrexian invasion. So the first time this this story kind of happened, the first time the Phyrexians invaded Dominaria. This is the second invasion of Dominaria by the Phyrexians. During the first invasion, we had had the local Justice League uh featuring the likes of Urza, of Karn, of uh a couple other people, uh and also Airtie. He'd been one of the the crew of the Weatherlight, uh had flown it with the others in the plane's defense. Right, but at okay. some point was left for dead. At some point the the Weatherlight had to peel off and he didn't have time to get back on the ship. Was left for dead. He was complicated from there. Uh oh. and spent but all that Sarah- time just kind of festering, I guess.
0: Sarah Kerrigan moment there where she's like yeah, being exactly. surrounded by all the zerglings just firing her bullets and then yeah Fucking be... man. yeah that was pretty intense bitch
2: <laughs> um, so Airtai seems doesn't like that Karn specifically left him for dead all those centuries ago been, been kind of holding a grudge okay. you know uh, Phyrexian Cyborg he reveals that he made specific modifications to help himself defeat Karn over this time. He's like, yeah, I had a lot of centuries lot of to just sit and think about how I can kill you, right?
1: Big magnets.
2: <laughs> uh, pretty close, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it like
0: one of those things that you use to open a geode, like a
1: chain with a hammer kind of thing? I feel like that's how you like,
0: open up a Karn, but... Is that how you know.
1: open a geode? I always just put it in, like, wrapped it in a towel and bashed it with a hammer i've never opened a geode but i've seen people open them online
2: (laughs) and it shows jamie yeah
0: (laughs) you can use like one of those um rock saws but there's like people get uh a chain really tight and then just bang it and then the it looks like um not like a chain like um like chain link it looks like a chain that would almost be on a bike but anyways i'll I'll send you some geode cracking videos we'll we'll swap
2: we'll swap geode geode cracking videos after this don't worry
0: yeah absolutely
2: (laughs) i don't i I don't know if i've definitely seen one i saw a guy do it with a hammer once but i've only seen one how many how many geode cracking videos you guys watching uh
1: none i I did it myself i didn't need the. i didn't need the indian guy with the notepad file to teach me how to do it i just (laughs) i watched one yesterday of a guy who just kept
0: going back to this like Store, this Chinese store that had these rocks and they're like, basically like surprise geodes, like you get to take it home and crack it open, maybe oh, you get something maybe you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scratch ticket? Yeah Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he went back and he kept buying them and none of them had cool geodes. So. I did Ooh. one last year maybe really and was really up disappointed here.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I did one last year and I was really disappointed that the crystals inside were like kind of yellowish white, and so I wanted like a purple one or something sexy or a, a fossil. Imagine you got a fossil in there.
2: An ammonite, dude. Oh, yeah, I have, I,
1: I have an ammonite already. So, what? Oh, I want purple. Well, excuse
2: holes. me. Excuse me. Crap. There's an ammonite over here. A yeah. race. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Brag. Dude. This guy's Whatever. got
0: the golden ratio sitting right in his house. Yeah, <laughs> right exactly.
1: Yeah. Keeps my energy balanced.
2: <laughs> so, Karn closes on air airtight. He's like, Yeah, sure, buddy. You've had you had a couple of injuries to think how to kill me. Well, not going to let you do it. Uh, Airtight paralyzes him with a spell, uh, rusting his joints instantly. So, oh, tin man's him. not not magnets, but uh, but rust. Yeah. Corrosion. Oh, oil can. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. He's just like, I cast oxidization. He's like, no.
2: (laughs) He's like, yeah. oil can, oil can. Like, a Phyrexian runs over with, like glistening oil. He's like, no, not that one.
0: <laughs> Karn obviously doesn't play League of Legends because a rolling golem gathers no rust. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah you got to keep rolling.
2: What? Rolling, rolling, rolling? What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just blitz crank, crank listening to. Oh,
2: you know, he does. you know, yeah. he, he, he rides or dies. Go dirt. Come on. Go big friend, pull, get him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Um, Airtai paralyzes Karn, then lifts him up into the air with his forearm. I have a more quote for you guys. Airtai lifted his doubled arms, drawing Karn into the air as if Karn weighed no more than a piece of dandelion fluff. That grist, tightened, squeezing. If Karn had been a being with lungs, he would have passed out. He clenched his jaw against it, but that gave him no relief from the agony that pulsed through him, emanating from his plating. His metal body made a crumpling sound, denting beneath the pressure. Ertai opened his hands, slowly, finger by finger, unfurling his fists, but he did not release Karn. You'll be unrecognizable, Ertai said. Beautiful and new. Frost bloomed over Karn's body, a white sheen that coated his metal. He cooled. He could feel the metal contracting, stressed by the temperature difference between the shivan desert heat and the magical ice. Ertai twisted his hands, a ringing gesture, then drew them apart. The tension changed from compression to a stretching as airtight drew Karn's limbs away from his body. He was pulling Karn apart, limb by limb, like a cruel child torturing an insect. Karn's joints torqued under the pressure. Metal gave way in Karn's shoulders and his knees, the joints, bent and mangled. What would it be like to die? Karn had never contemplated it, not as a realistic option for him. Death was something that happened to other people, a tragedy that he inevitably survived and, th- and thought that he would always survive again. He had no way to fight this, no way to stop Airtai that he could think of, and the mana rig was being overrun. He would not like to die. Airtai <laughs> grinned. The pressure intensified.
0: Apparently, dying's a whole lot like the life of a Coors Light, Rocky Mountain Ice Cold can. You just get <laughs> fucking crushed and frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: then Airtai picks him up in one hand crushes Karn against his forehead.
0: Yeah, just to move on to the next one because you know you can't just
1: have one. Yeah, every time
2: he hits him with the ice spell and the uh, the rocky mountains on Karn's chest, go boy!
1: And then he (laughs) he stabs him in the chest with a pair of keys. (laughs) What will it be like to die? Just (laughs) drained. Uh Yeah, you don't drink your cores light until they're blue aligned, right? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: You gotta, you gotta tap Islands to drink uh, before you can drink Coors Light.
1: <laughs> I placed my course Light in attack mode.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. Car, the card looks so similar just to a normal water card, but anyways.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Karn, obviously fearing his own mortality for the first time here, uh, he, th- he thinks, you know, what we all think of in those, those last moments. He thinks of the Silex which he'd stashed away far just downstairs. He told
0: someone though, right? He told someone in episode two.
2: So in Uh, episode two, he told everybody the wrong, the wrong place and told them each a different one. Okay. And it was a way of being like, whoever, whoever's trying to go there. I'll know that that person was the, the enemy. I thought, I
0: thought he confided in one guy's like, this was the one
1: I can actually trust, but I guess not.
2: I don't think so.
1: I have information leading that could lead to the arrest of Shieldred, And then, you know, (laughs) the guy who tries to go get it is the Phyrexian, right? Okay. Waffle
2: House on third and third and
1: Columbus. (laughs) 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 So I'm to to tell you who I am. Things aren't looking good for
0: our good guys here, huh?
2: No, no, not looking very good so far. Um, So he thinks of the Silex, obviously. Um, If you'll recall, is very afraid of the Silex falling into the possession of the Phyrexians. He's afraid mm-hmm. of himself falling into the possession of the Phyrexians. And he's afraid of the manorig falling into the possession of the Phyrexians. Kind of the logic behind staging the defense here was like, hey, all those pieces are in one place, so we can just have a concentrated defense again.
1: Right. Now he's got death mm-hmm. to worry about, so there's a fourth thing.
2: Yeah, also, right? And he's like, uh, he's, you know, he's been working on decoding the this, Silex this to be able to take it to Phyrexia and blow up the plane of Phyrexia, essentially.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Um. He knows he must protect it, even if he should die. He knows he has to do everything he can to protect it from falling into the Fraxians' hands. So, Karn, laying kind of like rusted and crumpled on the ground, uh, mm-hmm. reaches through the Blind Eternities, manages to cast a spell across the distance uh, to the workshop in the Mana Rig to wrap the silex in carbon fiber, <laughs> carbon filaments. It's described as, uh, which Ooh. I thought was a, a weird touch. Um. He snaps is it that such... not
1: metal so they can't complicate it?
2: Like I actually that's a, that's a good point. You might be yeah, right. Yeah. Um I I didn't even think of that. I was like I like carbon but that
1: Yeah, that it, it's yeah. like yeah, he casts a spell through the blind attorneys, wraps it in a plastic bag. They're like, yeah. "No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it that's... doesn't break down. You can't complicate it." Right. Yeah.
2: Um I should say casting spells through the blind attorneys is super not easy to do. So it takes a takes a a toll on his on his magical uh magical juice, his mana, I guess you could say. Okay. Um even over a no short distance like this. It's just like, yeah. yeah.
1: You said
0: hard. a little bit earlier, just for like the title game, I really liked rusted and crumpled. That was nice. Okay. <laughs> he's like, he's on the ground, rusted and crumpled. Uh,
1: I'll put right. it down for the losers.
2: Like an Thank old can you. of Coors Light.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Feel, feeling
2: you. like a can of Coors Light.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. We probably, yeah. probably can't.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> well, we can't. Well, yeah, um, people, Coors
1: Light, mostly water. Um, yeah. bubbly, bubbly. Mm-hmm. You know, a jellyfish and a Coors Light are ninety percent water. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they share ninety percent of DNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, human beings actually share seventy six percent of our DNA with a Coors. Light. That's
2: why. I, that's why I piss on anyone who drinks Coors Light. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so he snaps. He snaps the silic shut in this nice little metal egg or, or egg of protection, and he kind of just comes to term with being torn apart by the man with the bulging forearms. Get it? Forearms? Anyway, I wrote oh. that.
0: One <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing a metal Popeye.
2: <laughs> yeah, just ripping him apart. My middle spinach is all me. <laughs>
0: yeah, holding the pipe in his mouth. I don't
2: know. Like, like. <laughs> That's not obvious. I know He's you. really gravelly,
0: right? He's like, is he uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he? I don't know. What does olive oil sound like?
2: <laughs> oh, me. Save me, save you, Popeye. Probably. Again, uh-huh. don't know, but if I had to guess, probably. Uh. Uh so he comes to terms with being torn apart, but just then what shows up but flying ship, not the weatherlight, but the golden Argosy. Uh it appears oh, okay. in the sky. The Argosy? Huh? The Argusy? I think we made that joke last I feel day. like
1: this this <laughs> sounds familiar. Alright, yeah, I'm into yeah. it. Alright. <laughs>
2: uh a Johnny hops off its deck and slices Airtie in the back. Airtie gives a nice little Wilhelm scream. Uh plummets off the mana rig side, surely to die off screen. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah sure. <laughs> like, definitely not confirmed dead, just falls falls off the edge. Um Warriors stream off the Golden Argosy to Argusi, excuse me, uh to join the fight, and Karn tells a Johnny <laughs> that they need to head to joy uh joyer's workshop to get the silex
1: he's like all twisted on the deck his face is yeah. sideways like go!" yeah, we gotta get him.
2: yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> or he's like a he's like a cube from a junkyard at this yeah. point with karn's face on it
2: i like uh, to picture he's like that way like the cartoon like accordion thing where he's like rang, rang. oh <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
0: um <laughs> 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 squished yeah but that falls on him all his teeth are piano keys yeah yeah, yeah. so he's like
2: <laughs> rusted dented crumpled <laughs> uh torn up joints and he's like okay well i i i can no longer be entrusted with the safety of the silex i don't know if i can get there anymore so he yeah. tells Johnny, he's like hey you got to get us there let's go we got to get there um unfortunately as they're having the conversation a homeless
0: should... guy picks him up and brings him in for return for 10 cents yeah. and <laughs> in a shopping
1: cart yeah.
2: <laughs> Hey, just walks up to a Johnny. Hey, you done with that, brother?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who uh, shows up? I, I ruined your reveal. Uh, it turns
2: out, turns out the the um, the unhoused person who's uh, just looking to make an income off of recycling a noble yeah. effort is children, none other.
1: Dang, uh, oh, she's picking up cans.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of limbs for it. So I posted a picture for you guys to look at, and I'll read you uh, a short a short excerpt, which will uh, describe her a little. She Behind a them. League. Over the edge of the mana rig, a vast and burnished Verdian shape rose from the desert sands far below. That visage, those branching horns, Karn knew them too well. Shieldred, affixed now to some nightmarish construct from the ancient wars of Dominaria, it brought her small human torso level with the mana rig. Karn, when Shieldred spoke, her entire body resonated and her voice filled the battlefield, melodious, strange harmonic. You have the Silex for me. Karn's plan to use the Silex to draw Shieldred out had worked. (laughs) <laughs> jaya go to the workshop and get the silex ajani said we must get it away jaya nodded covering her own retreat with flares of fire she backed into the workshop ajani and teferi both flanked the doorway she moved forward not so much striding with her many legs as swimming through her army gathering monstrosities into her body and incorporating them into herself as she went she approached the mana rig from the side cannon fire rained down against her iron shell but sheeted from her body it did not damage her was she going for the joint between the mana rig sections but Sheldred opened the mandibles on her dragon engine body and slammed her chest into the mana rig's bow section like a battering ram. The thud boomed through the mana rig. From the hull, metal grated on metal, the vibrations traveling through the entire rig. She extended her legs out into the Frexian army. Her writhing fibers withdrew into herself as her army swarmed up her body, using her legs as ladders and her dragon engine body as a ramp onto the mana rig's upper deck. So the Frexian swarmed the mana rig, pouring over the walls, trying to storm into the workshop. Which is now being guarded by Teferi Ajani, a heavily damaged Karn, while Jaya has gone in to get the silex and presumably get get it out of Dodge. Right?
0: They're gonna get out of this one, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Frexians don't take over Dominaria. I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't. I don't think that'd be a satisfying ending. But Who knows? Yeah, it could. Be. Uh,
2: so uh, Jaya is a planeswalker. So the plan is. Go get the silex. She can just teleport. Just get out. Yeah. Grab it. Get out of here. Right. It's an, e- an easy plan. Uh. So they just got to buy her enough time to do that, which it's it's pretty instant, pretty instantaneous planeswalking, walking. So should, hey, should can you guys pre- hold them
1: off for three seconds? We'll yeah. try and just like <laughs> put put Karn, crush into a cube against the door, like at an angle, like this chair. <laughs> 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 it's like,
0: oh
2: god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so the, the cannon fire, uh, which had uh, down the dreadnoughts, just bounces off of Shoulder's armor-plated body without effect. The party's waiting for Jaya to walk out, but she seems to be taking her sweet-ass time in there. Doesn't seem to be taking her the three seconds that it should. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, Shoulder's plan was to just let the Frexians swarm over, so she she turned her body into like one big ramp, essentially, uh, ramming into the side of the, the mana rig.
1: I love Transformers. My favorite one is the one that turns into a ramp. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> It'd be useful for all the cars, honestly. <laughs>
1: oh hell yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, you the, can turn
2: into one of those trucks with like the ramp on the back, you know? Oh, a uh, car carrier? The
1: one yeah, that goes yeah, exactly. like between dealerships, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, the ramp on the back. Everyone knew what I fucking meant, Peter. Come on. Mr. Ammonite know. over here.
1: <laughs> also. <laughs> it's also a part of this f- wisdom upon me. <laughs> <laughs> the fossil wisdom, dude. <laughs> um, I think
0: that's like one of the stronger battle bots, was just like a ramp with uh with wheels because it could just wedge itself under oh, yeah. other battle bots and they would flip over. That might yeah. be a very strong. Uh, speaking of which, we still, we still need got our. It. We still we, got got it. To have it. To we should absolutely bots do it over party. the
2: Christmas break. I've been getting I've yeah. been getting the battle bots in my YouTube shorts recently.
0: Okay. And every time I do, oh. I'm, like, I'm
2: so hyped to do it.
0: We got to do it. Yeah, we got to yeah. bet. some... the, the time, right. time is now.
2: Yeah, New, New Year's Eve. Just come down during the day. We'll get we'll get drunk in the day.
0: And, and yeah, gamble on some robots. It I mean, sounds gamble, like gamble
2: cool. gamble on battle bots. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Your mom will I'll love it. Whatever, absolutely. She'll, she'll, Hell she'll yeah. have a great time. <laughs> Hell yeah, you, um, you've got horses. We could race them. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: we'll turn them into battle bots.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Wait. Now I'm talking like a Phyrexian. Uh <laughs>
1: so. It's like we can just gamble on regular horses, Ethan. You don't need to make <laughs> yeah. them into cyborgs.
2: <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I'm putting a ramp and a saw on mine, so good luck in the race. Okay,
0: <laughs> it's like one of those farrier videos where they're fixing the horseshoes, except they're just putting four
1: ramps on the horse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Turn into a car carrier, right, Peter?
1: Huh? What? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys
0: um, fight it out on on New Year's. We'll film it. Uh, I'm so gonna we'll- build the heavily armored horse the dome one, and his oh, okay, ramp yeah, horse can go up against the that. The box, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just going to get the one big swinging hammer on, on my horse's head. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah. Every time, you, every time they buck, it's like swings the hammer down. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, so more and more Phyrexians are appearing every second, and behind the shimmering sea of them, two more dreadnoughts rear their ugly heads into view. So not only is Shildred here, crashing into the mana rig, phyrexian's pouring over they know where the silex is um but two dreadnoughts are also have also shown up now um
0: and jaya's taking her sweet ass time with her instant transmission spell <laughs> yeah. oh, jesus uh so
1: Darius, that instant transport going jaya she's like rubbing her hands together like ah. <laughs> i'm working on
2: it <laughs> you can't do it when when you're watching uh <laughs> Uh, so Derrygaz and his flight of dragons dive onto one of the dreadnoughts and begin tearing it apart plate by plate, though the complicated weather light pursues them. Over the horizon, we see the Magna Goth, those ancient sentient trees of Yamivaya, hove into oh, view right. and begin tearing Phyrexian in, Phyrexians in half, even as something happens beneath Karn's feet. Uh, the quote continues. The manorig shuddered, then thrummed. Karn could feel the heartstone in his core hum in response, call and answer, like the beginning of a duet. Joyra must have completed her work, and she'd awoken the mana rig. It stood, slow and inexorable. Everyone on deck, even the Phyrexians, stopped fighting to regain their balance, swaying as the mana rig lifted itself to its feet. Karn could feel his body press harder into the decking, the airflow squeaking through his damaged joints, clean and hot in comparison to the battle's filth. It hurt his dented metal plating. The remnants of the bridge connecting the mana rig to the desert torn away. Shouldred's mandible screeched down the mana rig's length, and Karn could feel the entire structure lurch as she lost her grip on its hull. The mana rig was free. More on uh, how it does defending itself for a chain uh, after the break. Cool.
0: Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today.
2: Shouldered, tipped. Her balance disrupted. The Manorig strode forward along a rocky desert landscape, not graceful, but efficient, well-balanced, crushing Phyrexians beneath it. It scooped up rock as it went and spewed molten lava across the seething Phyrexian arm. Karn could not see the details, but he could see the results. Withering masses, shrinking as they burned, soon submerged under thick waves of molten rock welcome back from the break everybody uh the mana rig came alive not something we knew it could do yeah uh, and it's a metal dog eat metal dog eat world out there
0: <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was mana rig like an oil rig like you just harvest mana out the ground and then uh, nah.
2: uh, yeah i mean so it was all always super nebulous not really clear what it was there wasn't a ton of lore on it uh it did like this is where like the original uh weather light was created it's from the an- ancient Thran, so like that ancient hyper. The advanced or very like m- magically advanced society, which is no longer, no longer exists. uh They had created it and then like years later, they repurposed it to make the weather light and they've used it for some other things. This was an, uh, again, I want to say Langley High did a really good job with this story. I think it is quite good and one of the better magic stories, but like could have just thrown one piece of foreshadowing that, <laughs> oh yeah, the mana rig can turn into a, a giant golem.
0: Know, we like, say it, yeah. it sounds like it could be like, um, Oh, a word for a vape in the magic universe, you know, a mana rig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I smoke it from a mana rig.
1: You know, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> I thought it was another ship because you specified it had a bow. Oh,
2: yeah, true. Yeah, uh, and I guess I guess that's the foreshadowing. They called, <laughs> they mentioned when Shieldred rammed into the bow. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh
1: wait, a house doesn't have a bow because it's like a <laughs> walking castle, basically, from what uh, the the image you showed us.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's Howl's moving castle, pretty much.
1: Houseboats have, right. have bowels. B- bow, bowels moving cat. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, uh, so things were looking dire, but it seems like with this, the fight against the Phyrexians had turned. They dislodge Sheldred, uh, so they're able to like kind of stem the tide of Phyrexians pouring up the, the sides right. uh, and kind of just deal with the ones that are on deck. I've always um.
1: fantasized about getting out of traffic this way where my car's tires would <laughs> extend, uh, extend, on like, uh, is like dog legs that, and like gallop out. You- Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about it a million times. <laughs> I've always like, cause it just gets up and like walks through them. Right. For me, the, the few times I've been in traffic recently, and it's a thing that I thought of as a kid too, like Doc Ock, a true like,
2: Transformer fan. Like, yeah, yeah, like Doc
1: Ock, extendo legs where the t- the tires of my car would flatten, like hubcap down, and it would, ju- and I would just be able to walk through traffic, uh-huh. like on a big, on big, like spindly like like the dolly elephants basically right From it's like anything. it's like
2: pete looking at his dashboard with like wide eyes being like oh boy i wish bumblebee would show up and get me to work on time
0: <laughs> every time he drives me to your house it's it's terrifying <laughs> he's trying to go over smaller cars it's, it's pretty scary <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So i'm mannering i'm picturing now like all the good guys are going to be like the tr- like the power rangers whenever they combine their big mecha all together so oh, all cool. So it's going to be like Karn and Jaya and like a Johnny and they're all in the control room. And like anytime they get hit, sparks go flying everywhere and they like fly backwards. <laughs> Power Rangers <laughs> win, Jamie. You seem to love that shit. You just lit up. Yeah, man. Well, Power Rangers eventually. People have been asking for it. <laughs>
2: uh. um, so yeah, like the fight is going well. We've got uh, our car walking over traffic. No problem. Nice. <laughs> um, the Magnagoths had shown up kind of on the horizon at the back of the Phyrexian ranks and were tearing into them. The Yavimayan elves, uh, they have those like uh, flying mounts essentially. They show up like on the manor rig as well to help with the fight there. So we get reinforcements. Joda shows up with them. Uh, but despite all that, Karn, as a planeswalker, pretty attuned to the Blind Eternities, could tell that Jaya had not planeswalked away with the, mana- with the, uh, the Silex, right? Okay, still. So something's up right
1: oh fuck is she a Phyrexian? because there's still one
2: apprehensive he turns to the workshop when jaya emerged from Joyra's workshop he definitely in, into her. the space no Joyra. uh Joyra's workshop so jaya stepped out okay. from Joyra's workshop Joyra oh, is okay. here and she was here she did enable the cannons earlier so you're about gosh how far into the episode are we 40 minutes late on that one, but I appreciate it.
1: Close enough. Okay.
0: Sorry. (laughs) I thought this was the crush and she was going to be a Frexian and it was going to be that much more heartbreaking to Karn who hates Frexians and loves women.
2: Jaya, (laughs) elderly pyromancer planeswalker. Okay. Yes. Emerged from Joyer's workshop, stepping out into the space between Teferi and Ajani. In her arms, she held the titanium lump that (laughs) Karn had generated around the Silex. Her teeth were gritted as she lugged it out. It had not occurred to Karn that an object of that size and weight might be difficult for a human to maneuver. (laughs) I can't bring it through the blind eternities alone, Jaya admitted. It's too heavy for me to planeswalk with. What? (laughs) What? Yeah. There's a
1: carry-on for planeswalking?
2: Well, it's like you have to I assume you have to like carry stuff with you. I d I don't know. I don't really know how it works. Because you can planeswalk with I don't think I don't know if you can planeswalk like you can't bring bring somebody who can't planeswalk off the plane, so like. i guess you have to like be able to carry stuff i don't know
1: and not that i was assuming like you like end up nude on the other side of a planeswalk right like where you you leave your clothes behind in the plane that they were it's the opposite if
2: you'll remember the phyrexians they only keep their clothes and they lose all the flash, yeah yeah yeah, 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 because they're not planeswalkers
1: right Uh, this is again i'm not too critical that is such a stupid fucking rule for magic No, don't worry he said he foreshadowed
0: it the first line in the book was things that are heavy don't planes walk easy anyways <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um honestly i th- i think it is it is it is meant to be this moment of tension where it's like why like i think it's just like a setup and punchline more than anything that right, it is yeah. like this moment of tension it's obviously like a pitched battle and then this idea that oh she can't with it, so yeah. Uh, she
1: turns to Iron Man, who says something sassy to her. Basically, yeah, right, exactly. Right. Okay,
2: yeah. I, I, I will give, uh, I'll give the the author the, uh, an absolute pass on that because I thought it's. I still funny.
1: love the, I still love this story. That's just yeah. very silly. <laughs> um.
2: So the quote continues. Car uh, nodded. He passed his bent hands over the case, stripping off its protective metal coating. Then he waved again, and the lockless chest opened. The silex gleamed in its box. It alone would be light enough for Jaya to carry. Finally. Johnny's voice sounded distorted, not with bloodlust growl, but mechanical. Karn turned toward his friend. Ajani bared his teeth in an agonized grimace. He flattened his ears and clenched his good eye shut, his skin undulated as if worms crawled beneath his fur's surface. Jaya made a noise of disbelief. Fairy stepped forward. No, Johnny couldn't be. Ajani's good eye widened with horror. He shook his head in denial and mouth, no, 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 gripping his own arms as if he could restrain the phyrexian fibers beneath his skin and prevent them from emerging. But they engorged, ripping open muscle and fur to reveal a sleek, dense Phyrexian musculature that had been installed beneath his own. A Johnny had been complicated. He was the spy, the traitor. He'd betrayed them to Shield. No. So it's not good. Uh, Cats Ajani. are so
0: selfish, man. <laughs> James is <James laughs> <really laughs> struggling with
2: his kitten these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the home.
0: We're having a better week this week than the last week, but still, jeez. If That's she exactly a trader,
1: If she was a traitorous machine, you'd believe it at this point, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. She would. And whatnot. Well, she's locked
0: in the kitchen because last week she was jumping all over and aggravating the dog and aggravating me. So <laughs> she's, she's in the kitchen. She's going to get bit by a Phyrexian rat. And yeah. Uh, okay.
2: So, so the more attentive listeners, so you two are excused, huh, like may, <laughs> may <laughs> have noticed <laughs> that the moment Karn told the Johnny of the Silex's location, Sheldred appeared. It was like mid conversation. As soon as he said the silex is in Joyra's workshop, oh, of like, course. Like the yeah. next sentence is like Sholdred's there. She's like, "Hey, you got the silex for me, bro." Um,
1: right. She's like listening through his ears, basically, because he doesn't know he's a machine yet.
2: Yeah, exactly. They okay. they the sleeper the sleeper cells, and this is new with the the new Phyrexian invasions. The Phyrexians are able to do this is create these like completely like unknowing. Essentially,
1: yeah. Um, the, the bug's been planted on him. It's like they, the tin can's been like tucked into his belt and just like leads yeah, yeah. off the manorage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, you wear a wire, uh, <laughs>
0: just, a, ca- a can taped to his chest. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't show symptoms, but he's got to call his partners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: um, so a Johnny you'll also recall had disappeared from the story for a while, right? When the Frexians yeah, attacked the power originally. Yeah. Johnny had chased one across rooftops while Karn was like, oh, I can't because the balconies will break under my weight. <laughs> so he, was, he couldn't go after Johnny right before Karn put the building into lockdown, right? So that's why Johnny wasn't in the tower with them. He had right. fled across the rooftops to chase down a, a Phyrexian. While they were rooting around inside the tower, trying to find that lone Phyrexian and playing John Carpenter's The Thing, gotcha. uh, Karn had scried on Johnny, but he had had trouble focusing on him. At the time, it seemed either because Ajani was fighting Phyrexians or because he was talking to a young knight who presumably was a sleeper agent. Uh, so here's a quote from that story that I've read you guys this quote before. A haze fills, filled the amulet's crystalline surface. Karn frowned. Ajani, where was he? The scryer stuttered, then resolved. Ajani seemed to be fighting. Karn could not make out the shadowed forms that Ajani explodes with, but he suspected them to be Phyrexian which explained the scryer's difficulty focusing on them. The image clarified, and Karn saw Ajani speaking with a young, compassionate knight, a woman with a brash set to her shoulders. Right, so, like, okay. even back then, he was, he was already complicated, because Ajani was trying to scry on him, thought he couldn't scry on him because he was near Phyrexians, but it's because he was a Phyrexian at the time.
1: Right. Now, oh. as far as an actual lore question goes, not big, a big big, big, big robots don't scry. <laughs> <laughs> um compilation, is this like a pod people thing? Do they clone them and replace them? Or do you get do you get like stabbed with a like a like an age needle? Stabbed. Okay, stabbed. and then it and it builds up inside of
2: you. Yeah, so we right. we did talk about it a bit on earlier episodes, like Karn is very protective of his like fleshy friends because Karn is impervious because he is uh he got Vencer's spark and he. Right vencer gave him his spark specifically to protect him from phyrexian phyrexian complication right uh so he he does not does not have to fear it uh but any friend if you just get like scratched by a phyrexian you risk getting infected essentially just you get sick and you get the nanobots in your blood and uh and then they take over your they start replicating inside you and uh taking over your system
0: right yeah, my, okay my friend cat scratched me up real good i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get yeah. the the cat what is it hot cross fever or something cat, cat scratch, scratch fever, fever. that's hot it, yeah. cross. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <laughs>
1: if you cut your hand on a bun yeah. okay
2: <laughs> uh, Jamie's jamie's getting confused because everyone learns uh steely dan's cat scratch fever on the recorder as their first song
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cat scratch fever. Cat <laughs> scratch
1: fever. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I got tagged. I got tagged by my cat's teeth in the fat part of my hand a couple of days ago. It still hurts. Oh, and Pete's got a whole belly on his hand right there. Yeah, the chubby yeah. bit here. Oh, it's
2: Ted Nugent, <laughs> Steely Dan. Excuse me.
0: I okay. Oh. Uh,
2: so yeah, now here's a Johnny. After all this time, all Manchurian candidate candidate it up uh ready to take the silex from the weakened defenders uh the quote continues jaya clutched the silex protectively to her chest still stunned she took one step back retreating toward the workshop fire flared around her encircling her this motion seemed to trigger Ajani. he swept up his axe and drove it into her body jaya's back arched and her mouth gaped in pain she fell the fairy raised his hands his magic slowing Ajani's attack Karn rushed the leonin, placing himself in front of Jaya, hoping that someone, anyone, could place a healing spell on her prone body. Ajani swung the axe into Karn's torso. Karn expected the blade to skid from his metal body, but it cut into him deeply, like he was no more than meat. Pain radiated up from the wound. Karn gripped the axe's handle and tried to wrestle it free, but the blade had embedded into him. Ajani effortlessly passed him by, Teferi too drained to slow him any longer. Shildred calculated your strength well, the mechanical voice emanating from Ajani's throat sounded nothing like his usual growl. The Silex and Karn, two of the artifacts the whispering one wished to obtain on Dominaria. You'd have to kill me, Jaya gasped, or I'd let you. Yes, Ajani said, simply, hoisting her into the air with one hand. You are dying. Jaya coughed, maybe, but not alone. Fire poured outward from Jaya's body, a white and scarlet conflagration. Johnny snarled and leaned back. His fur burning away to reveal blackened wires and cables below the skin. The air filling with the reek of charred oil. With a thrust of his ruined hand, he hurled Jaya over the edge of the mana rig.
0: Jaya had her own little grenade behind the back trick, just like Carn uh, did at the beginning.
2: God, watch a pyromancer, man!
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, there was a little nod in this sto- in this story too, like earlier on, where she like casts a lightning spell and everyone's like looking at her like all surprised. I don't know if it was a deliberate nod to Avatar: The Last Airbender, where like very powerful firebenders can all- can like lightning bend. Essentially, they can create create lightning if you can firebend strongly enough. Okay. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a funny
1: little laugh. Maybe little there little are like little sprinkles, like seasonings of other things like the uh forest attack and the flying ship with the dragons are like Sumerian stuff from Tolkien too. Yeah. So it's a yeah, very I mean, good use of existing the, it, or at least references to like other cool shit used, I think, in a cool and creative way.
2: The Magnagoths are like so clearly the the end from Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. like that that seems like very deliberate. Um not just in that, like, oh, they're like tree people, uh, but I think like the timing of them showing up to the battle like there's they're described as like picking up phyrexians and like tearing them apart like in the movies you you'd seen the ends do to works and everything like yeah. Um, yeah that seems very deliberate for sure um her so Johnny- uh,
1: last words like you're you are indeed dying she's like not alone does read at least with just limited context being given here of just like Oh, I know. I'm taking this whole place. But just like killing everyone around her. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, trying to kill trying to kill a Johnny doesn't work. Uh, no. But she does get Does get a hit, a hit off on him. Uh, but a Johnny kills giant. Uh, then he lifts the Silex in one hand and crushes it, which was a surprise to me. I was like, oh, damn. I thought they wanted that. But I guess mm. they just wanted it destroy it. I, I don't just know.
1: so it couldn't be used against them, I suppose. Like, they I knew, guess I don't know. Right
2: be like in yeah. the in like the race for nuclear weapons like the, the russians find the blueprints they are like good we'll we'll destroy these and just shred them
0: yeah <laughs> vegeta yeah. crushes yeah. his only like scouter it. the only scouter on planet Namek. vegeta crushes it so frieza can't capture it and use it against him because he's so confident in his own ability so i guess this guy's are pretty standers, confident
2: standers, like it? weapons
0: uh, it's used to find people, which they can find the Namekians, oh, which means they can find the Dragon Balls because the Namekians are so spread out and low pop that when you find a village, you basically find a Dragon Ball.
1: One. Gotcha. gotcha. I see.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll do more Dragon Balls here one day. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so crushes the Silex. Karn, despite being so robust in the past, had overestimated himself. It seems back in the caves of Koilos, uh, that shieldred got too good a look at him and was able to figure out his weaknesses. I don't know if it was him or it was Rona, the cyborg lady, who had figured it out. But like, they kind of figured out, like, oh, if you hit, if you hit the metal this way, you can you could cut right into it.
1: The frequency, yeah. the shattering the glass with sound, sort of thing, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. That's something they that don't tell you about cars. You could stab a car if you stab it in the right direction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: guy playing steel drums and just slops off half of it. Oops. It's just hit the perfect <laughs> angle, you
2: know. <laughs> 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 oh no! Oh no! My <laughs> 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 <Why> steel drums.
0: <laughs> Why? Is that uh, the accent of people with steel
1: drums? <laughs> like was, a very accent? French.
2: I was thinking. I was thinking of a French accent because uh, I was thinking the crab who sings it is, has a French accent, right? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. No, he's like Caribbean. Uh, the uh, chef who tries to murder him is French. I've never seen it. So. oh under the sea
2: i've never seen it i've only seen one video of somebody cracking open a geo G- i don't know what to tell you yeah. <laughs> can't,
0: can't hold my uh, breath that long <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: so Karn once more faced with his newfound mortality got a big old double axe still still lodged in him just watched jaya get thrown off the the edge Watched the silex his, the one weapon he thought you know he could ultimately use against the phyrexians to actually stop them uh, Shieldred slams into the mana rig, pinning it against a nearby mountain. So managed to get it against one side, topples the mana rig over onto its side against a mountain.
1: There is no magic media like and this is driving me fucking insane right now because like the idea of a centipede with a like a cyborg woman on the end of it crashing into a mobile castle and pinning it against a mountain is so Fucking cool, right? And there is nothing out there. It is just a a, an inch and a half wide picture on a card.
2: Well, there's stories. I'm reading. I'm reading the stories right now. I know, but like
1: in (laughs) motion, dude. I don't know.
2: It's all up to you, Pete. What can I say? Your title. Your title cards are bridging the gap for a lot of the listeners at home. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm doing doing my best. Doing my damnedest.
2: (laughs) Um. Yeah, tides of Phyrexians who had been waiting for that moment stream off the mountain onto the deck, so pins it to the side of the mountain. There's Phyrexians waiting on the mountain to jump down onto the mana rig. Once more, the tide of battle swings back into the Phyrexians' favor. Uh, so I have an, uh, the quote continues, or the story continues. Shouldred split apart, her small humanoid half popping itself off its massive dragon engine host body, revealing a snake-like spine that she used for her insertion into her larger host body. Ew. Her humanoid parts slithered down her massive torso and dove onto the manorig's deck. She moved towards the planeswalker. Her horned helmet <coughs> folded back. It did not show the gore and metal Karn expected, but rather pallid skin. Shouldered revealed a fine nose, full lips, and large, dark, sorrowful eyes like a doe's
0: fuck she's hot no yeah few she's fuckable (laughs) i was worried worried for a sec we're just gonna have some metal bitch some cold metal bitch but no she's got some good full lips beautiful eyes all right tell me about her waist come on
1: (laughs) it's metal bones i think
2: (laughs) no doubt she had harvested her face from some poor woman long dead so (laughs) necrophiliac
0: much i guess i mean we all wear masks (laughs) okay Uh,
2: <laughs> she pressed one small, pale hand to Karn's chest. I have the mana rig. I have you. Dominaria is vulnerable to invasion. All the wonders of my people will become your wonders. All our beauty will become your beauty. There is only one truth. The next step in evolution will be complicated. All around the battlefield, Phyrexians murmured There is only one truth. The murmur rose from the ranks, softer than a wind from distorted maps, and far more eerie. It did not happen like I planned it, Karn, thanks to your efforts. She clutched a chain around Karn's neck that held his scrying device, locator, and the gadget he'd used to communicate with the weatherlight. No, this is better. I do have a plan, Karn. A plan for you, and for Dominaria. For all the planes. I guess you're going to be disappointed. Joyra's words boomed, amplified by the rig's structure, because you won't get what you want today. A long pause, as if Joyra had to force herself to do what she knew was right, but Karn believed in her. Then, an ominous ticking emanated from the mana rig's central structure. Jorah had triggered the mana rig's self destruct mechanism. The golden Argosy broke away, racing into the sands. Joda, Joyra shouted. Portal everyone out of here now. Joda wrenched, him, wrenched himself to his feet. Around the, around the mana rig's deck, portals whirled into existence, swallowing up nearby troops. The gaping soldiers who weren't sucked in got shoved through by friends quicker to understand what was about to happen. <laughs> Joda pulled up a portal and threw Danatha, Rada, and Maria into it, shifting them to a safe location away from the blast radius. He even ensured that Maria's precious Kavu would not be left behind, enveloping it in a whirling portal. Lastly, Joda looked at Karn. His eyes bright with regret, he stepped back through his final portal. The decks grew eerily quiet. Joldred, with her, face, her stolen face unmoved, Ajani controlled, his arm a skeletal and charred ruin where Jaya had burned him. Karn waited. The mana rig explodes. Uh, oh. Across the landscape... The survivors gathered to mourn their defeat. They'd lost the Mana they'd lost the Silex, they'd lost Johnny, Jaya, and Karn. They licked their wounds and burned Phyrexian corpses, but the fight was far from over. The Mana had blown up, so the invasion had stopped for now. Uh, but as uh, Sholdred had said, Dominaria was vulnerable to invasion. The fractions had been driven back by the explosion of the Manorig, but the plane was more vulnerable now than ever before. The various factions dispersed, returned to their homes to recover as much as they could while they waited for the apocalypse to come knock. The survivors hold a memorial to Jaya, leaving a gravestone unmarked so that when Karn returns, he could inscribe it. At the funeral, however, is a new face for us, at least. The Planeswalker Sekhili Rai, Inventor Extraordinaire from Kaladesh, Plane of Magical Invention. So I, we've talked offhand about Kaladesh before. It's where Chandra is from. Okay. Uh, it is like uh, it's Aetherpunk would be the the, the 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 punk suffix to describe it, which is like steampunk but with magic instead of steam. So it's all okay. Magic you get you get big oh, blue crystals I was gonna stuff. say
1: blue steam
0: or whatever. Yeah. They would smoke mana rigs.
2: They right. would absolutely smoke oh, mana. Rigs. Hell yeah. okay. exactly. yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so so this planeswalker Sahili Rai was not on the plane of Dominaria during the uh invasion, but she is here now during the funeral for Jaya we see her. Uh, because together, Fairy and Sahili have a plan. They venture to Urza's Tower the stronghold built by the ancient planeswalker during the first brothers war yeah. um, centuries and centuries and centuries ago. Sent you guys a picture just because it's a cool looking, because cool looking tower <laughs> clutched into fairy's hands, tattered and singed pieces of paper. They'd lost the clay tablet depicting how the Silex work, worked, but they still had Karn's drawing. Sahili, brilliant inventor as she was, had figured out how to recreate the mechanism from those drawings. Though... Oh,
1: okay, cool.
2: Karn was still the only person who knew how to activate it. So she could still, she could build it, she's pretty sure, exactly as it was built, but still doesn't know what the trigger switch is. Okay. They did, however, have some historical information on the last time it was detonated, because it ended the Brothers' War, uh, and... Luckily, someone here just happens to be a chronomancer, right? Oh, uh, so Teferi, pretty famously has vowed to never travel back in time. I didn't actually look into why. I know he has like a a sorrow story about like his wife dying or like his partner dying. Like policy to
0: have it's a good policy to have. People are gonna, yeah, exactly. gonna do a lot of things if you start to, yeah. doing one thing going back.
1: Then you know, exactly where where do you stop? So he's I like, I want to go back and kill Hitler and fuck things up for the yeah. Future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and,
2: So he he never travels back in time, but he's he's going to travel back in time for this to figure out how to detonate the Silex. Okay,
0: you guys mentioned a funeral just before it gets too far away. Have you ever driven uh, to Cornwall and seen that place where they sell coffins and they got the big sign uh, that they could put the letters up? I remember when Mm -hmm. we were in high school, we would drive by and it'd be like, it's a place where you buy coffins, right? It's like, we put the fun in funeral. And like, the tone is just so
1: off. off. I just
0: walk in to get a funeral. Way way off. A loved one passed
1: away. Yeah, I haven't seen it. To be fair, I've only been to Cornwall maybe twice in my life.
2: I can, I can see the sales pitch. I can see it working for a portion of their their sales audience, which is like burying
0: a
1: clown.
2: Well. It's just got it's got like a, a, a much
1: clowns much larger... are buried at sea, Jamie. You don't need a coffin. for them.
2: <laughs> they've, they've just clown clown coffins have like a check at the bottom to fit the shoes. Yes, uh, of <laughs>
1: yeah, it kind of looks like a sarcophagus. Yeah, it kinda,
2: yeah. I was it's, actually it's thinking,
1: the makeup and the nose on it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking I think some people buy their coffins before they die. Like I think some people will like absolutely go out and buy their own, which like if I was buying my own coffin, then I'd be like, yeah, let's go to the fun place. Let's go to the place with like the ball pit. And the, the <laughs> twisty slide. You know uh, what yeah. I mean?
0: <laughs> my dad called me excitedly to tell me, hey, I got all my stuff figured out for my funeral, so you don't have to do a thing. I'm like, yeah. um, wasn't thinking about it, but thanks good I had to do everything for my mom so it was not a fun thing but yeah. uh, at the same yeah. time to call me excited about it is also a little weird yeah. he puts remember, the fun in funeral I bet yeah, yeah
1: I, I remember like, the, like my ex's mother's death certificate it took from August to February to show up so it's like not what? having to deal with that is probably it was time, nice yeah, yeah it's it was a really long time yeah, Quebec, um, dude. They won't even let you yeah. die
0: here, right? <laughs> they send it to you in French first. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> probably. Yeah, <laughs> fuckers. Um,
2: yeah, my wife's my wife's name was wrong, or is is wrong, on her birth certificate because she had a birth certificate, which at the time it was your munici- m- municipality okay. which printed your birth certificate. So she has. Her municipality's birth certificate, and then in like two thousand and one, they switched to provincial birth certificates. So it's mm-hmm. like a standardized birth certificate.
1: She's like and ten when, already. What the fuck?
2: Yeah, well, like what? Like it, it's worse than that. When like her grandfather had to get his birth certificate from like the nineteen thirties, <laughs> like standardized to the provincial one. Your parents, your parents did this for you, Pete, because you were born Jeez. in Quebec. Uh, yeah, I don't I yeah,
0: even yeah. know how old he is. That like cut him open, count the rings. Jesus. <laughs> so it was funny.
2: <laughs> he, like. He, uh, was younger than he said he was, than his birth certificate said he was, because he forged his birth certificate to join the army, to join the second world war Wow, a year before he could, or two years before he could. Okay. Uh, and they tried to deny him it, uh, his new one because they, or they tried to accuse him of stealing two years of social, social, uh, security, basically. Oh, fuck you. Because it. he claimed his social security benefits two years early, uh. because that's when his birth certificate allowed him to but he also just like didn't really know when he was born because that was like a time when he didn't really track that stuff.
1: Yeah, Uh, I don't know when my grandfather's birthday was because he was born in like a shack outside of Athens. And when somebody got to Athens in the 30s to let someone know a baby had been born, it was like, okay, when like two or three days ago, it was like we had a span like of a week in January.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And his grandfather is really strong. He started picking up the corner of the house to get his ball and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was given a young Pegasus as, as a child. Yep. And that's all I know about Athens, I think, is that Hercules is, was there once. <laughs> was there once. <laughs> uh, Sorry, not to
1: change the subject. <laughs>
2: no, it's all good. Um, I actually, we're, we're just about at the end here. I just have a quote to, to take us home. Um... So, to finish this off, the planar bridge's red light faded. Karn gathered from the chitters echoing throughout the darkness that he stood in a vast cavern. He could sense mineral deposits, the weight of quartz stalactites overhead, and he could smell cold, damp stone. He felt ill, wrong, as if the turbulent passage through the blind eternities had coated his metal service in an unclean film. He knelt, his crumpled body still aching from the battle on the manorig's deck. He hoped the others, Joda, Joyra, Teferi, had fared better than he and Jaya. No, better not to think of that. Not until he could mourn. White light flared, overwhelming his senses. The chittering noises stopped. Elish Norn stood before him, glowing mm. as though she housed a star. Her attenuated limbs had an insectile delicacy, and her long face had an anthropod's beauty. Her smile was narrow and self satisfied, even as she scraped a servile bow in his direction. Welcome, Father. Elish Norn's voice was a throaty, pleasing contralto. Welcome home. Karn looked around for a Johnny and children. He had seen the planar bridge engulf the Praetor, as well as his complicated friend, but he saw no sign of them from here. It must have deposited them elsewhere. Only he and Elish Norn stood upon this plateau, heaped with drifts of white porcelain sand. Below the plateau, insectoid Phyrexians seethed in a glistening white gold mass. Norn grabbed his chin, wrenched his attention back toward her. You have been away from. Far too long, she hissed. We have missed you. You deserve to share in the glory of what is to come. Karn tried to rise, but found he could not move his legs. He tried to summon his spark to transport himself somewhere, anywhere, but he was too broken, too tired. Norn's claws dug into the metal of his cheeks, turning his head. His neck complained at even that motion, the joints grinding together, and then he saw it. A small, stunted sapling growing from the porcelain sand. Its gnarled, delicate branches reminded him of the small trees he saw above the timberline in the mountain. Its pale limbs glistened with an iridescent sheen, beads of oil hung from its twigs like buds. Even now, in this hell, surrounded by monsters, he couldn't help but feel a tenderness for that tree, a living thing, fighting against all odds to survive. What is it? Norn leered down at him, her rows upon rows of teeth spreading in a mocking rictus. It is the beginning of great things, father. It is the beginning of everything. that's how it ends. That's how the story of the Dominarian invasion ends. So you're right, Jamie.
0: Not very happy, huh?
2: The Phyrexians don't invade Dominaria, but...
0: It's not like the good guys got out that great. Could you say the one part where there was two words before talking about her voice in a something something contralto? Yeah, she also uh, sounded hot, too. Throaty, pleasing
2: (laughs) contralto. Throaty,
0: (laughs) pleasing contralto. That's a good one. And Con... so. Contra alto. I'm trying to break that down. Alto would be one of the highest registers just below soprano, I think. Or, no, wait, no, it was the highest. So it's contra, like opposite of alto. Is that like a bassy voice? What's a contralto? It is the, Sound like,
2: Barry White, lowest singing female voice,
1: specifically. The, oh, okay. of course. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's so you're getting like, like a, a throaty,
0: deep well, uh, female voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Throaty but pleasing also rows control upon
2: to- rows of razor sharp teeth. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Karn's not doing so good. He's getting the... A... So this thing that's growing, this is like... Um, this is a Phyrexian tree?
2: So I've read... I've read way too much magic story at this point. I couldn't be bothered to look it up. So we've talked about Elish in the past. Yeah. And we yes. talked about new Phyrexia. And we talked about... When we talked about the five, uh, five spheres... Of Phyrexia. Elish Elishnorn Grand Cenobite is the leader of the Phyrexia. She's the there's five praetors, one for each color. The right. white aligned one is the strongest of them and the leader of them and the one spearheading this whole invasion, the one who sent um uh, and Gingetaxis and Vorinclex to other planets. Or right. yeah. you guys will remember the red aligned one is kind of like fuck off with your invasion. I do my own. Right.
1: Um, yeah.
2: I feel like when we told the story of the fine, the five spheres, there was a story of like uh tree growing in her in her domain her perfect her perfectly white aligned mechanical beauty yeah which
1: like, she, like every time i looked her up it's all like ivory and gore yeah. like all fused together right i
0: hate when people are on twitter talking about their white aligned mechanical blue beauty <laughs>
2: <laughs> <It's>
0: Awful. <laughs> awful.
2: <laughs> i feel like and the listeners will remember this better than you two uh you two but um oh yeah i feel like i i did tell the story like there was a tree growing out of the the roots and she went to go pluck it and then like an arm came out and there was like all flesh beneath and it like ruined the beauty of her place of her like palace right yes yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah.
2: so i uh, i think it's like a nice little parallel that there is like a tree there and this is beautiful foreshadowing that like hey from that dream something has come and she has an idea now she's okay with the tree being there because she was very insistent on like uprooting it. The it's last like time we perfect saw the merger just of just like imagery. Phyrexian
1: and yeah. flesh, right? Like this we're seeing like,
2: life. yeah, the same Im- imagery twice, right? Like, like the last time we saw it, it was like an aberration and it had to be plucked. And now this time we see it for, through the, the eyes of somebody else who sees it as this beautiful thing. Like right. she probably considered it at the time. Like when we heard the story last time, if Shieldred, if Karn had been there, Karn probably would have been like, Oh yeah, it's great that there's a tree growing in her garden, right? But now she, right. she seems to be like, it this is the beginning of great things. So she has she has a little something up her sleeve, my guys. Right. Um thanks for listening, everybody. I don't I don't know when we'll get to uh <laughs> Invasion of the Multiverse and like, you know, the rest of the Frexian arc. Honestly, uh I still do love the Frexians. I'm gonna do Gundam at some point in the near future. There's a couple other things that I actually want to revisit, so I don't know when we're going to continue this story, but. Uh. Um,
0: speaking of continue, I think we will be off next week for the holidays, too. So if you're expecting us, uh, the week of the 25th and the 1st, uh, we're going to just take a little time off be with our family, see each other, hang
1: out. Uh, but we'll be back in the new year. Be um, the 27th of December. Uh, no yeah. regular episode is the assumption. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, it's, I think this is the only time we've planned to take a week off all years so we're adults um, now finally yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i
2: think i think more than a year but uh, yeah yeah well. we love you guys thanks so much for listening uh really means the world to to us that you guys are, are here every week and you guys get excited about the stuff that we talk about mm-hmm. um we do have a million more episodes that we want to do and we want to talk about all the things that you want to hear and the best place you can let us know about that stuff is probably our discord discord.gg slash lore boys.
0: boys l-o-r-e-b-o-y-s that's where all the stuff happens that's where we're chatting that's where we're hanging out um if you want to be a part of the community uh people have nights where they hang out and chat um so i was just playing red dead the other day and i i just felt like streaming but not really streaming so i think i hopped in a channel and just like put my live on see if anyone oh, wanted cute. to watch and uh so yeah just discord.gg that's where the community is
2: Yeah. Uh, you get David, our moderator, um, posting the, the video of the TLC video where the guy wants to have sex with his car. Um, classic, I wonder what
0: that's referencing. Uh, guys, classic
2: TLC documentary. Well, it's referencing Peter wanting to skip traffic.
0: Oh, of course. Sex, you got to motivate
2: your car by having sex with
0: nothing. about have well, you have, to, you the have to offer it sex. Yeah. <laughs> nothing about that transformers episode where you accused me of fucking cars the whole time. Of course. <laughs> I, have never, I have never accused you of anything.
2: <laughs> no, you, you, completely put that out there on your own you're, you're like, <laughs> <No. "Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: you <laughs> gaslighted me not even cars. now years later
2: <laughs> I, get ga- I get aroused by cars I, I want to <laughs> have sex with them you and get, speaking like, of, the, you just, the by, of
0: just saying gaslight gets me a little going just <laughs> I mean, oh yeah
2: <laughs> 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 oh my gaslight <laughs> uh, Peter is there anything you wanted to uh, say to the listeners before we close <laughs>
1: At podcast on Instagram. Come say hi. Thank you for all the follows. Uh, A lot recently, which was surprising. Kind of slowed down for a bit after we cleared 1,000, which was cool. Um, Yeah, I didn't do last week because we recorded late, and then I kind of got wrapped up in pre-holiday bullshit. But uh, there's always things there to look at. uh, Regardless, and yeah, again, thanks for all the follows, all the support out there. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. And my own spit. Uh, the Spotify rap was a lot of fun. People sending stories that we were tagged in, like, "Oh, you know, yeah. you're my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever." I listened to twenty seven thousand hours of Lore Boys last year, and I'm yeah, like, crazy. "Ah, <laughs> you guys are insane." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I you. didn't know we put out that much content. I hope we're you're dead. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super, super. But yeah, cool. all very cool. I love that.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you guys like the show, the best way you can help us out is by leaving us a review or telling your friends about us. Uh, to help us continue to grow and find the algorithm and get the thumbs up from Google and all that stuff. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon, Patreon at Loreboys, where you get access a couple uh, bonus channels in the Discord. Uh, you get access to some bonus content on Patreon. Coming up uh, on
0: 100 episodes of bonus content, so there's a lot there these days, ranging yeah. from half an hour. I think we started, there were 15 minutes, they quickly became half an hour. Some of them go as long as an hour, so ton of stuff there. For, uh, a lot more about our, like, personal lives and, like, kind of Wow, just what's going on in life and stuff, too. So it's the vlog in style
1: stuff. Yeah. 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 Just more open conversations. <laughs> my own cat scared the fuck out of me And my camera just there. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Yep.
2: Uh, and for anyone who doesn't trust Patreon, of course, we do have Loreboys Prime, where we're always looking for new people to join the rank and file of our uh, army of monsters. Um, yes. I am. So we're looking for people with skills, probably tradespeople primarily, and sexy in lips. And the lore folk army, uh, sexy lips is a must. I'm looking for somebody who could put a ramp on a saw on a horse. (laughs) <laughs> uh so get, get in touch if that's you um but yeah i'm
0: also looking for someone to install like saw blades in my horse arena like some yeah. some pyrotechnics out the side awesome. yeah. maybe some hammers yeah and i arms on my 2016 Mazda 3 so i can walk through traffic yeah also if anyone's uh ordering parts to make glue we're gonna have a lot soon
2: yeah yeah so so to recap we want uh uh pouty lips we want a full full-throated contralto voice uh yeah. who's also able to uh surgically graft a, su- a working saw blade onto a horse and install some pyrotechnics in my horse arena
0: right and i also want my horse to have botox big lips too
2: yeah exactly yeah, yeah. well oh, we no, could probably would- recycle the glue back into their lips
1: oh hey oh, right. cool. well they, right. yeah they take the glue from one part of the horse's body and reinsert it into a different well, part of its body to we get it.
2: we we cut the hooves off and put little wheels at the bottom of their feet <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah like squeaky <laughs> shopping cart wheels
0: yeah. <laughs> they completely operate on glue hydraulics on the inside yeah. right that's, yeah. that's, that's
2: squeaky shopping cart wheels on a horse trying to go through like a sand arena you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i want a walking car that's the yeah. most important one yep. absolutely well,
2: most important oh. to you Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would cause it. Lord Lord Roy wants
1: his battle bot horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Goodbye. <laughs>